Good morning and happy Monday. A happy Memorial Day to our American listeners. I hope you're enjoying your short work week already. Welcome back to Living in the Moment and part two of our Q&A session with Miriam and Anna. Today we dive into several more questions submitted by our moment makers, and we finally get to hear the questions Miriam and Anna have for us. If you thought you knew these two ladies before, well, buckle in and get ready. Here we go as we continue to grill Miriam and Anna. And in case anyone's wondering, I never could come up with a clever name for this episode, though I'm always open to suggestions for the future. Okay, here we go. Well, welcome back to... Let's get to know Miriam and Anna. I'm still, the name is still in the middle of being workshopped. I may never come up with it, but um, are you ready for some more? Put your thinking caps on. Let's do this. All right. I'm going to kick this one off with my own question because I'm selfish. Um, if you could invite, I know Miriam's face is like, really? Who knew? If you could invite three celebrities living or dead and by celebrity like it could be a political figure it could be a historic figure it could be pop culture um three celebrities living or dead to a dinner party who would they be and why what do you think they would add to the conversation i'm gonna say michael jackson okay Angelina julie adele interesting yeah why Oh my God. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're just the three first names I thought of. <laughs> Michael Jackson, just because I loved him. That's a good reason to have him, kind of a thing. And um, Angelina Julie, because she does a lot of humanitarian work. There's another side which is so deep in her that I kind of am always curious to know that what drives her to actually spend her personal time to do things. And um, I'll make sure Adele leaves last because when they will leave, I'll be sad. Adele can sing for me for a couple hours. <laughs> She's gonna console you with her voice. Yes. <laughs> and who would you, so if it's like, Picture a square. I heard this on a podcast once. It's like one of my favorite things to visualize. Picture like a square table. You're each at a side of the table. Who would you seat where? Like who who's going to sit next to you on either side and who's going to sit across from you? Uh, sit across from me would be Michael Jackson. Okay. And, and then, then you've um, got Adele and... Angelina Jolie. Then Angelina, Angelina. Jolie will also be on the other one and then Adele. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Anna, do you have your three? Yes. I would go two of them are two Brazilian singers, actually. One of them is not here anymore. Uh, Tom Jobim, he's a singer and songwriter. Um, he's, he plays what we call Brazilian popular music. He's amazing. He was, I would like to have him around because he's, he was such a strong um, person when it comes to the music, but very politically involved as well. And he lived through, I would say, the golden ages of Brazil and Rio de Janeiro. And I would like to hear it from him. 
how was it? And I would have Anita, or Anita, how do you call her here? I find her a very interesting figure. Uh, like, it's not necessarily my favorite type of music or what I hear or I listen to all the time, but this is someone who actually found her way and got to the top in a very yes. difficult yes. industry. And she made herself and she got there despite the amount of haters that she has. And not only that, but today she's a very, like she's a huge um, political influencer in Brazil as well. So this is someone who was raised with not a lot. Uh, she didn't know much. When things started to come her way, she made sure to learn about things. She used her time during the quarantine and during the pandemic to set up like live sessions on Instagram with journalists to explain about politics, about how the government works. And she reaches a population that would never have access to this type of information. So I think she's someone She's criticized a lot because of how she dresses and dances, but that's so little and so narrow-minded. She's so interesting. I would love to talk to her. Mm -hmm. And I would love Audrey Hepburn just because it's her and she's just fiction. Yes. So I would like to learn to her, how is it to be perfection? You know, how does it feel to be like this? She is beauty and she's grace. She is Miss yeah. United States. And she's kind and she cares about others. She's, she's perfection. I agree. I love her. I, my random uh, story. So when I was young, very young, I had watched Breakfast at Tiffany's and I was obsessed with Tiffany and co still am. Um, Brendan's not very happy about it because I tell him my dream engagement ring is a Tiffany princess cut. That'll probably never happen, but it's fine. Um, anyways, I, I was in Chicago. I was probably 11 or 12 at the time I was in Chicago and we walked down, um, where Tiffany's is there and the window, I didn't, I never grasped that breakfast at Tiffany's was New York. So the window looked similar to the one from the movie. And so I'm like, Oh my God, this must be it. And we're talking to the security guard. And I said, is this the one from like with Audrey Hepburn? And he goes, yeah, definitely. And to this day, that man lied to me and I'm very upset about it because I later found out the truth and I never forgave him. He knew better. <laughs> he lied to you. He did. I was very upset. I, uh, but I've been to the real breakfast at Tiffany's. I've had a bagel in New York City at Tiffany. <laughs> it's probably not what, it's probably not uh, Audrey approved, but nonetheless. <laughs> We don't, we don't, we don't need to eat carbs in front of Tiffany's. Um, Laura, Laura's back. She had several questions for you. Um, she would like to know, this is kind of a two-parter, but I'll start with the first one. Oh, wait, Anna, who's sitting across from you at the dinner party? Gongsha being across, um, Anita on my left and Audrey on my right. Interesting. You can go and have those little side coy conversations with Audrey. Mm -hmm. Cute. Um, Laura would like to know what keeps you motivated just day to day. 
I think it, can I go first, Miriam? Of course. I think it's the interactions we have with people, number one. When you notice that you're making a difference in someone's life, that always um, motivates me. When I see someone happy for something that I have done, like that keeps me going. And they, there was something that I saw once that what motivates you is what you have on your screen save on your phone. So I would say my nieces and nephews and that they actually make a huge difference in my life. Um, just like interacting with them, that just makes a lot of difference in my life, being the favorite aunt. And I hope my sisters are listening and they know that I am the favorite one. And they have like four to choose from. So, um, but they are, they're a big motivator too. I love that. Miriam, you're up. For me, it's um, <clears throat> honestly not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow. It's exciting for me because I just, you just don't know. It's like a box of surprises, sort of like getting gifts. So I'm Are always looking at that the next day is going to be better. And who knows, what am I going to get? <laughs> well, that's why it's called the present. Today yes. is a gift. So the other part of Laura's question is what cause is near and dear to you? I don't, I'm not going to say that I have a, a particular one that it's close to me. I believe that whenever or anything that I hear something is there that I need to do something, I would rather do it like that rather than just saying this is my cause and I'm not going to go anywhere else. So... I don't have one particular, but I will be there for any anything that I hear, any cause, anything that it's needed. Yeah, I'm I'm on a similar boat, but I and it's just um, when I was a kid, my mom used to say that I was the defensor of the forgotten and whatever like she has this expression that she uses in Portuguese because she would say something and I would always go like no you can't say it like this because this people whatever this person this or this group whatever and we still have these conversations up to this day um she does drive me crazy sometimes with some of her opinions and I always say mom you can get arrested for that please don't say this in public but I've um, said the same thing <laughs> my mother i can see that yeah. <laughs> i can totally see that so it is i think that what maram is saying when i say that i agree with that is that because it motivates us like for me it motivates me to help people to see that i brought happiness to someone that i made a difference on someone's day I feel that whenever someone needs me for something, I'm always happy to be there. Um, I'm very connected to um, any animal causes that you have. Like in Canada, we don't see that much, but in Brazil, the amount of abandoned animals like dogs, cats, like the strays that you find on the streets, it's just 
it's heartbreaking. Um, so those causes are very near to my heart. And anything that involves children, be educational wise or any kind of like health related things that you have that involve children, I think that that, I feel like I have to do something. But then it goes like to any minority, like it's complicated. I would never, I don't think I would ever say no to any cause. And I also feel that as our lives go, sometimes we change a little bit what's our main focus because it is related to what we experience and how we are. Mm. So being here in Canada, when I think about, and being an immigrant in Canada, when I think about immigrants and how things are, or when people are newcomers to a country, like all of that makes, impacts me much more than it used before because I live that and I see a lot of people struggling as well. Um, so I feel that for causes, anyone that needs me, I'll, I'll always be there, but things that we focus will depend on what we're going through sometimes and what is our experiences, right? Yeah. I'm very similar in that I wouldn't say no, but I, I prefer I prefer a cause that you know Mm-hmm. what's coming from it. Like my first choice would not just be to donate to research because research has been done for years and years and years. Whereas it's more of like, I, I prefer to donate something where there's an experience happening, whether it's, you know, there's money getting into the hands of those in need, you know, clothes are going to, to people that need them. You know, that you make a wish, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so I, I, my preference is always that you know the person is benefiting from what you're doing. Yes, and if you're going to do like, especially if you're going to do like money or even time, so mm-hmm. if you're going to volunteer in a place, it is very interesting that you know where you're going. If I would choose like the place to do it, and you both know that, it is the Ronald McDonald Foundation. And it's because yeah. my previous experience with them in Brazil. But again, I got there because it is with kids in a way. And I and people used to say I didn't have a heart, and that's why I was able to be there. But I promise you I have a heart. It's it's just because they need more than I do the attention that I could get. That's that. but I, have I believe you have a heart. Um, Earl, I'm going to bring us to a lighter moment for, for just a sec. Earl would like to know if you had a spirit animal or a favorite animal, what would it be and why? For example, mine is a sloth because they like to sleep. Mine is a giraffe. I find them so elegant and so like um, I really don't care what's happening. I'm just like this beautiful, amazing creature that gets things from the top of the trees and I can see everything. I feel, I, feel, I find that they, they give me so much peace. Hmm. It's like nothing's gonna disturb them. I've never have seen you, one running for their lives either, but. Um, have you seen one get mad at a human? Because that's humorous when they like, cause they'll, they'll like stick their tongue at people. 
if they don't oh. like what you're doing. It's funny. Never seen that. Yeah, they're for me, they're very majestic and they're very. I find that they're powerful because they're so calm and not allowing other people to disturb your peace is like a must. Miriam, what's yours? I don't know, actually. I've never talked one of the same. So I can't come up with anything. Can I be a bird? Yes. Yeah, then flying. Nothing is on me. People will not use me for transportation or anything. I just go and fly. Perfect. Would you like to be a carrier pigeon where you can deliver messages? Yes, or you actually. Just want to be... Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I love that idea. That's want great. to be a pigeon, Miriam? Yes, and okay. I will come. Balcony. <laughs> and I'm going to shoo you from my balcony. <laughs> Anna has a bit of a uh, um, bird issue with my balcony, yes. Bird yeah. bathroom issue? Is that the best way to put it? Now I put some mirrors up and they're not coming. Oh, wow. So is that a thing? Way. Yes, yes. It actually is a thing. Is it the glare or they don't like to see themselves? I have no idea. Oh, it might be a modesty thing. Yeah, well, I, I doubt it. The ones that they go to her place, they're not modest. <laughs> they lit an egg. There was an egg. The last time I traveled, I came back with yes. an egg. A pigeon's wow. egg. Yes. Mm -hmm. What did you do with it? Well, we cleaned I the balcony. Anything but Mary helped me and we carved it. It was, it was not like a, for me, it was just already broken yeah so you could see the yolk and i was mm. partially sad partially disgusted but mariam helped me thank you mariam uh-huh that's why i'm choosing to become a pigeon and visit your balcony more often um i think a, a little bit i'm gonna alternate these because there's some heavy and some lighter um, Kimberly would like to know if you were stranded on a deserted island, what are three things you would want with you? And I'm going to say no rules. Like I'm not going to put a rule if there's no cell service, so you can't have a cell phone to call for help. Like you, so th so then that's it. Then cell phone is one of them. Whatever you need. So, okay, let maybe let's rephrase this then. You're oh, stranded on a deserted island. Help will come to you. But what do you need in the meantime? I think I'll go with cell phone, a gun, and some food. Oh, what are good. you shooting? I was no oh, safety. Oh. Protection. Yeah. I was going more with to make myself comfortable. So I would need a good place to like to be inside if needed, like too much sun, raining, whatever it is, and comfortable, of course. And She's nice bringing a Hilton. Yes, a nice bathroom. <laughs> yes, that is important. And I would say a good supply of wine. Would you two like to share the island or do you need separate islands? I think if we share, it's good because I have the she wine. She has the alcohol. Let's share it. 
I'll get some Sauvignon blood for you. Yes, thank you. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, Earl is back with another one. And Earl would like to know, if you find yourself in a difficult situation, is there a saying or idea that helps you get through it? For me, it's always that I know this this shall pass too. I do actually oh my say God, this to myself. Mine. Oh, well, it can be same thing. We are sharing an island. Why not just an idea? <laughs> <laughs> like what? I know, and and this I, I I think I say it because of like when I was very very young. I remember my grandma used to always tell me, "Tomorrow is going to be a better day. This is this shall." past too. She used to always say this to me. And that's one of the things that I always, well, I hope I'm not always in a difficult situation, but whenever I am, that's one of the things that I remind myself of it. For, yeah, for me, it is, this, is the sentence is this too shall pass. Like I have a tattoo of it. There's, it is. He generally believes in it. It is. I generally believe in it. But I think that for me, I grew up like my dad used to say that we should never make decisions when we are too sad or too happy. Because both the situations, it's not just about a difficult situation. Yes. When you're over the moment, too happy and too excited, that will pass too. So for me, it's a saying that gives me a little bit of balance. Um, back home in Brazil, I used to have it on the top of my the bathroom door. So every day I would wake up and see that sentence there. Um, and I think it helps because if you promise too many things and you're too happy, too excited, you end up promising things and trying to do things that you might not be able to do. But then if you make decisions when you're just too sad or the situation is not good, that will change too. So. Yeah, that is also my sentence. I love it. I was listening to a podcast yesterday and they're telling a story about, um, it was a French hairdresser. So she was getting her hair done and she just randomly said like, I'm hungry. Like I feel hungry. And the hairdresser was saying, so, okay. And she's like, well, I, I want to eat. Like I'm hungry. And he goes, well, you're fine. Like we'll be done in an hour. And, and, you'll feel hungry now you'll probably still feel hungry or it'll pass just like you're on un- if you're unhappy you'll be happy again or if you're tired you'll feel awake soon like it, it's it's gonna come and go and just kind of get through it and you'll feel differently soon and I think that's the same message of this too shall pass because yeah. there's no and and like there's no sense on in dwelling we all do we dwell in the moment we're all gonna have those unhappy times but at least when I have a hard day or, or a down day, as they call them, tomorrow's going to be different. And it's kind of like Miriam's point of um, what motivates you is that you don't know what's coming tomorrow and it's a new day. Anything can happen. That's true. Lovely. The good thing is that the time is on the move. Everything yes. is moving. That's the good part. Sometimes I don't want to be moving as much. I just like to sit. Yeah, no. I know. I also believe in this, this. This shall pass too. But then when she goes on vacation, she doesn't want that to be passed. <laughs> She's... I haven't taken a vacation in a good while. 
But has anyone else noticed that vacation time is a lot different from reality time? Like it's double time. Yeah. It goes way faster. It's rude. Yeah. It's incredibly I rude. I feel victimized by vacation time. Um, Ruba. Oh. What? You go ahead. Joke. Um, my dad retired when I was very young because he was much older than my mom. And people used to tell him, oh, it's so good. You're retired, retired, blah, blah, blah. I said, no, it's terrible. It's terrible. You have no idea. Why is that? You have no vacation ever again in your life. You don't have a vacation because you're retired. It's so, like yeah. when you bad things have to happen because without the bad, you don't yeah. appreciate the good. If you're retired, you're always on vacation. Therefore, you no longer have vacation. You don't have a vacation. Yeah. Well, I hope that I've, not. I hope obviously I'm going to retire. I don't want to retire. Let's never get there but I also don't want to work. I can't really win. Um, <laughs> what is one extreme? This is from Ruba. What is one extreme thing that's on your bucket list? Meaning like skydiving or um, cliff jumping or running with the bulls. I don't know. I do want to do bungee jumping. Okay. I have not done it yet. Yeah. Um, I've done skydiving, bungee jumping. And How is it? Oh, Excellent the best thing you've ever done in your life. It's the best thing ever. When does the fear leave you? So you're, you're not doing it solo, you're tandem. So yeah, I know, first, but I can't do the leap. Happens. Like for me, it's that like that thing in my head that goes, don't jump. That's what so I can't the get first, past. First two seconds when you're going like through the free fall. And you feel that your skin is going to come out of your face because it's so fast and you can't breathe properly because you're going like towards that angle, like, like you have to remember to breathe. You don't even think about the fear. And then okay. when parachutes open and you're just like a bird, that's like, that is the best feeling. Ever. Yes. It's so good. I really recommend. So I like this kind of thing. So I've done that. I would say that maybe, but I don't know. I think that I'm going to be scared. But I would say swimming with sharks, maybe. Yeah, my. I once swam with stingrays. I couldn't. Well, I don't like things around my feet. Mm. Yeah, then you can't see it, right? It's weird. Yeah. But I, I would say maybe swimming with sharks or getting like really close to some like wildcats. So go on a safari. Yes, but not the one, like there is a zoo in Argentina where you can go and you can actually pet a tiger and whatever, but I refuse to go there. Like the animals are drugged. Like I'm, like I said- It's, not, it's not like a sanctuary. No, animal causes are very dear to my heart and I don't like when they're exploited just for things like this. But if I could, like, if I would be one of the chosen ones that would actually pet a wild cat in the wild, wow, yeah. Well, 
good luck. Okay, well, thank you, Ruba, for making me think of something that I'll probably not do. <laughs> but thank you for maybe finally convincing me to go skydiving. Um, I really want to do it. I just, it's the, it's the block of, I, like, I need them to pull me out of the plane. Yeah, I'll push you. Oh, okay. Thank you <laughs> so much. What does that say about our relationship? Um, <laughs> my last question that I have here comes from Leona, uh, and she would like to know what, what, oh my goodness, who is one person in this world that has had the most influence on you and what have they taught you? Leona, you've stumped them. I'm going to say my aunt. And I think she taught me how to do things despite of not having sufficient or proper tools that the rest of the people may have in your circle. So like succeeding beyond circumstance. Yes. Like never look, I don't have this, I don't have that. Right. Rather than actually focus on how can you do this. Yeah. Mm. I would say. I was going to say I'm a little offended if I'm not an answer to, for either of you, and but it's fine. <laughs> So, I'm sorry for offending you, but <laughs> it's fine. I know that I'm maybe in like the top 15. I would so say I take that, solace in that. I would say that, and it's hard because you're saying one, but I would say my grandmothers, like both of them. Um, my dad's mom, she passed already. My mom's mother is alive. It's her birthday in two days. She's turning 92. Um, mm. happy birthday, grandma. So they're both like, they're, I, when I was a kid, I used to look at them and think that they were so different. My grandma from my dad's side, she was all fancy and always tip top and whatever, whatever, like all cool things. My grandma from my mom's side lived in a farm, like taking care of animals, like very different in that sense, but they are the two, like they're the most strong women I've ever met. And they helped, like my grandma from my mom's side, raised my mom a very strong and focused and kind human being. And from my that side, my grandma is a huge influence on me and my sisters. So I feel that, I feel empowered by the women they are. And not exactly what Miriam was saying, but in a similar sense that you need to see what you can do about a situation, go ahead and do it and do your part and give your best and still try to look good. Because I can tell you, even the farmer, <laughs> Vaudila, the one who's having her birthday, it's funny because this is something that I found out, like I, I realized it when I was older, but she, has a particular way that she likes her hair and that she likes, you know, she's, she has like her 
her things the way she likes to. So they're very similar, despite being so different. And I feel that they they help me be strong and they help me be very like to have faith. They, they're two um, strong believers in God and the universe and all of that. And whenever I had a situation that I felt that, oh my God, I'm going to get lost here or something too bad's happening. They are, they would look at me and say things like, you're a woman of faith. You don't get like this. You believe, you trust, you trust the process, you trust God, you trust the universe. So yeah, those are, Aaron's making fun of me, but that's true. And she's making fun of me because she's seeing me desperate. It's <laughs> okay. I recollect She's seen every know. side, but those sides too shall pass. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But I would say those two women, I'm very proud of them, of all that they have done and achieved in their lives. Mm-hmm. I do hope that my grandma, who's still alive, that she lives many more years, happy and healthy. Yeah. I love it. Well, that's all the all the questions I have from our moment makers. Do you two have a question for each other? Oh. What are your we've all been waiting with bated breath. So what are your questions for our moment makers? Oh. That's great. I forgot what I thought about. One. <clears throat> given a choice and if they can choose to have three things in the world that not only is good for them but the goods for and it's good for the world too what would be those three things be they have to choose it. it can be something that it's good for them or may not or it's good for the world but something that they have to pick three things and no matter money is not the issue like the way they are saying three things that you need to pick for this world to, to have right. to have it around what is it all right let's see who uh who can answer that question anna i would like to know what would be their I'd like to know what's their inspiration, what gets them out of bed each morning and living their lives and doing what they have to do, like what inspires them? I actually have one more question that I just thought of. Um, It's from actually one of my favorite movies, Leap Year. Um, It's super random. I like that movie. If you, if like you're in a burning building or knock on wood, your home is up in flames, um, you have 30 seconds to get out and you can grab one thing. What are you grabbing? Where am I? Sorry. You're in your home. Your home, your home is up in flames. Um, I'm going to pick my passport. (laughs) I thought you were going to grab your dad. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, that too. <laughs> oh my god! Oh no, he'll he'll Passport. find his way out the door. 
I have fought for this Canadian passport for so many years. I want to have an identity. <laughs> so yes, passport. I have done that uh, from my truck uh, when I was traveling. Really? Yeah, when there was, we were in Texas and when it caught up on plane, the first thing I picked up, I was like, I don't care. I just want to get back to Canada. I just need to get back to I love right, so, everything. So we're going to assume that all living people in the building have gotten out safely. <laughs> there we go. Your dad made it to the sidewalk. We're okay. Um. I'll say I, my, my same thing, like my passport and my Apple products. One thing, Mary, we're going with the oh passport. Oh my God, passport, <laughs> Jesus. So well, your, I, watch, your watch is already on your wrist. Yeah. I'll make you feel better there. Okay, thank you. Okay. I would say to doc, my documents too, I, so there was a fire alarm in my building actually. There was like twice. The first time, it was going on and I was like, oh my God, this is just a thrill. I'm not going to go anywhere. And then I think that Miriam called and she's like, get out of there. So I just got out with nothing. And the, it was not a fire. I just had my phone in my hand. And then Miriam was like, did you get your documents? Did you get your passport? Did you get your this? Did you get that? I was like, oh, no. She's like, what if this was a real fire? And I was like, no. So I have this folder with important documents that I need. I guess that's what I would take with me. Very nice. else, right? It's important. Good call. I would like to take pictures too, if possible, but they're in the cloud nowadays, so I guess it would be fine. I have a question for both of you. All right. Say that you are in a situation, a crisis, or somewhere in the world, and you are allowed one phone call. Who is that person that you will call? To let Can you know? guarantee that they're going to pick up? Yeah, that's a good. We don't know. Who's the first person who comes to your mind that you need my to let them know that you're in trouble? My mom, hundred percent. But pick up. Just like she will mine. not. She will not answer the phone. But she will answer a voice message. Well, she, yeah. So she will receive the voicemail. She'll actually probably text me first and say on the phone, what's up? Because mm -hmm. she's probably on a conference call. So it, if it was one of those, like you're offered $5 million, if the person picks up, I would not call her. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, <laughs> I would never call my dad because he can't hear. <laughs> There's no way <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if it doesn't matter if she answers, if it's just a thing of saying like, yes, I'm okay, that sort of, it, my mom in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Just disclaimer, she would not answer the phone. Yeah. Um, Anna, what's yours? That would be my mom too. And she would yeah. not answer the phone. She would call me about five to 10 hours later saying, oh, sorry, darling, my phone was charging. It doesn't matter how new the phone is. It's always charging for some reason. <laughs> Even if you then call back like 10 minutes later, it's like, oh, sorry, my phone was charging. Well, it had a yeah. full battery 10 minutes ago. <laughs> it's always charging or the kids have it. So, yeah, gotcha. but it's charging. At least she calls you back because my dad, if I call him and he's busy, he'll say, I'll call you back later. And then I hear from him maybe a month later. 
So no, no, no. My mom calls back. She replies to messages. It's it just takes like some time. Mm -hmm. But if it's someone that needs to answer the phone, probably Miriam. Oh, I think I would just die because she doesn't answer all the time. <laughs> but maybe yeah, that is. It's very rare that Miriam does not answer the phone. Actually, the only time that Miriam has not answered my calls is any time she has said, okay, I'm ready for you to call me. If she is says he? I'm ready, she doesn't answer the phone. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> because at that time somebody calls me. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many people have you said I'm ready to? <laughs> like today when I told you, Jonathan was talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> I just walked by and I was like, hey, Miriam. And I was like, oh, I stopped by and I was like, okay, now you call. I was like, I have to be engaged in my conversation with Jonathan. So I messaged you. Yes, you have to engage in the moment. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't actually, I don't know who I would call. If, if I had to guarantee they would answer, I have no idea. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, nobody in Brazil. Like my cousin that I tried to call yesterday. And not only she didn't call, but she was sending messages in the group chat with pictures. I was like, wow. Well, when you got when you got the call that you had your pay, like your permanent residency had come in, um, no one answered the phone for you. Well, they, there were so many people you left a message or you were texting, and we yeah. then became the call center of Anna because they yeah. all kept calling back. <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah, but, but for her also, I don't think they will respond the phone. If she actually takes her phone and do a voice note, everybody responds immediately. They all, this is how they talk. It's just a voice note. Leave a voice note, you get the response. When you call them, they don't talk. Very true. You know how they say, are you a phone person or are you a text person? I don't know what you call that. Are you a phone person, text person, or voice note person? <laughs> There's another addition to it because of Brazil. Uh, yeah, audio recording? I don't know. Yeah. I'm a text. To me, there's nothing that you can, there's nothing you can't say over text unless it's a long story, in which case text me and say, I have a long story. Yes, yes, I agree. Well, ladies, I've kept you for far too long. I'm going to let us get back to our day jobs. Thank you. It was lovely. And it was lovely questions. Thank you. I thought of all of them myself. It was really good. Uh -huh. All of them. Uh-huh. Well, 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 I think we learned a lot. And if you're listening and have the chance to chat with Miriam or Anna, make sure you let them know your answers to their questions. Let them know what inspires you, what those three things are that you would choose to have in the world, and who your one phone call is to share that you are okay in a crisis. I mean it when I say mine is definitely my mom but we can't really rely on her answering. She's a super mom, so she's too busy out there actually fighting the crisis. But I digress. Thank you so much for spending time with us today and for getting to know Miriam and Anna a little bit more. Thank you to our moment makers for submitting these questions. Tune in next week for another episode. We'll see you then. Sometimes you need someone there for support. Sometimes you need a little genuine.